Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 52-38, Donovan attacking, spite of spins, in the lane, sees Gasol, misses, tip, follow, no, Donovan gets his own rebound, throws it out to Royce, rotates to Bogdanovich, sets his feet, fires away, bullseye. 55-38, Utah. Jazz get a steal, lob to Rudy from Donovan, slam dunk, an all-star connection. Timeout, Frank Vogel. For the 20th time this year, the Utah Jazz now lead by 20 points. Conley pushes. Goes to the far corner. Comes off a Gobert pick with the left hand. Lobs to Rudy. Another dunk. They are throttling this team right now. And that pretty much continued. As the Jazz go on to a 114-89 win over the Lakers, I thought there were many interesting uh, parts to this game, Gordo. But uh, what stood out to you? What was what was storyline story number one in your mind? The domination of the Jazz. I mean, they outshot them. They out-rebounded them. They out-assisted them. They had fewer turnovers. I mean, they, they did everything better than the Lakers. And uh, everybody understands that Anthony Davis wasn't in the lineup. Neither was uh, Dennis Schroeder. But... I actually, for a moment there, felt sorry for LeBron. You'll never feel sorry for I, LeBron. I, I, I know. I know you were going to say that. But he's out there trying to lift his team. He's trying to uh, create for his teammates, deliver them the ball, and, and they just couldn't couldn't do anything. Now, the thing is, those players that are missing will be back. And so then it'll be, I mean, they are the defending champions after all. And a lot of people think they're the favorite to do it again. But I'm telling you right now, though, I'm so impressed with the way the Jazz are playing. I mean, that wasn't even their best game, and yet they were absolutely dominant. Nothing the Lakers could do. Nothing. And I'm, I'm to the point now, Jake, where I'm almost surprised when the Jazz miss a shot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they, shooting the ball well is, is certainly a, a part of what they're doing. I, I thought last night... First of all, on the they were missing Anthony Davis and uh, Dennis Schroeder, who all of a sudden just became Tim Hardaway overnight. Uh, to listen to how people talk about the Lakers, um, well, the, that's what I just said. No, 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 no. I know, I know. I'm yeah. adding there to Gordon, okay. but but uh, I guess my point is is that that Laker team really stinks without two players, and you can feel bad for LeBron, but he was minus twenty. <laughs> and watching watching the Clipper game last week, the first Clipper game when they were missing Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Nicholas Batum, three players that are arguably pretty good. And yeah. that Clipper team fought. That Clipper team played well, and you looked at that team and you go, okay, they may have lost without their guys, but that's a deep team. I mean, that's a team that's got some some depth to it and some players. And then we saw when the guys came back just how deep they were, The obviously, the very next game. This Laker team is missing two players, not three. And Anthony Davis is really good, but so are Kawhi and Paul George. And the Laker team is, boy, they, I mean, who, there were some lineups, the Lakers that were playing last night, that didn't have a chance of even scoring. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's that's one thing. I don't. If, if you're looking, I thought adding Montrez Harrell would have made this team deeper and Dennis Schroeder, and those two were nice players, but this is not a deep Laker team. Not at all. They rely so much on, on LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's pretty amazing. So, Isn't that a function, though, of the modern NBA when you have uh, superstar players uh, that that's going to often be the case? 
I suppose, but it's not true of the Clippers, nor is it of the Jazz this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I okay. So uh, that, I, if if you're a Laker fan, I, I I would be concerned about that. But from the Jazz standpoint, Gordon, here's what I thought was the most interesting about last night, and, and tell me what you think of this. In the first half, the Lakers decided that they were going to guard the Jazz, uh, how a lot of teams early in the season guarded the Jazz, and say, well, Rudy's not going to dunk on us. Oh. And and they're not going to get these easy shots in the paint. We're going to make sure they have to work for it. And what happened? The Jazz rained down threes <laughs> upon the Lakers and uh, outscored them in the second quarter, 39 to 24. They made 14 threes in the first half. So the Lakers came out and they said, well, that probably wasn't a really good idea. And in the second half, they hugged the shooters. And what happened? <laughs> Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors both feasted for the rest of the evening, as well as guards who got into the lane, a la that one beautiful dunk from Donovan Mitchell, but others as well, of course, Jordan Clarkson doing whatever he wanted to down there. So I thought last night was an excellent example of how, okay, if you want a game plan to take something away from the Jazz, they're going to make you pay. If you adjust to that something, they're going to make you pay with something else. Yeah, and uh, by the way, that dunk you were mentioning there, uh, actually, Donovan didn't get as much lift on that dunk as he usually does. Did you notice how some dunks go in sideways as opposed to being flushed. Look at a Critical ball, Carl ball, over ball, here. A ball went inside. He has a sports center top 10 play, and Gordon's like, I don't know. His lift was a little, you know. So what what the trajectory, the sideways trajectory, just, I mean, I don't know. Meaning it went in? He might as well have just laid it up. Uh, no, it's fun to watch. Uh, LeBron's dunk was pretty, uh, was pretty, uh, pretty good, too. And by the way, shout out. To our boy Royce O'Neal, who was great on LeBron all night long. What I thought was interesting was on a night where it's LeBron and nobody else, LeBron in the G League, uh, he only took 13 shots. And granted, he didn't play much in the fourth quarter, and he, he played 28 total minutes. But, I mean, you know, it's not like the Lakers had a bunch of options out there. LeBron's yeah. the whole offense, and he only took 13 shots. I was surprised he played as much as he did because there was no way the Lakers were going to win that game. No way. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, the Jazz dominated because uh, I'm looking forward to seeing these two teams play at full strength because I I think that's a heck of a matchup now, and I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun, more fun than what we saw last night. Now, if you're a huge Jazz fan, obviously you don't care one way or the other whether the Lakers show up or not, but uh, that game was not uh, particularly competitive the Jazz were just so superior in almost every way. But that game being on ESPN, you know, I mean, it's sent, this is sending messages to fans around the country that this Jazz team is for real. Man, I, 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 there might be some people who still have doubts out there, but I'm telling you, the way this team is playing, like I said, last night wasn't even their best effort, and yet it, it, they destroyed that team. And, again, we know they were shorthanded, but still, they're the freaking Lakers, and the Jazz crushed them. No, I don't know about the freaking Lakers, but they have two players. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, like they're, Mark- they're the defending champs. I mean, you know, I mean, come All on. All right. Well, they've got two players. I mean, Mark Gasol was oak tree-like, like I told you to expect. <laughs> uh, you know, I I love the uh, – uh, the, um, Plucky uh, Caruso coming in off the bench, but is that really going to win you games? I mean, Montrez Harrell's okay. 
Um, you know, Markeith Morris is okay. Contavious Caldwell Pope, you know, he plays hard and plays some defense. But I, I mean, they they started Gordon uh, Talon Horton Tucker last night. Uh, Austin's <laughs> third cousin. I actually like him a lot. Uh, no, and and you know what, he has a lot of potential. But I mean, this just is not a deep Lakers team at all. I, that was really eye opening to me that they are really, really reliant on LeBron and Anthony Davis. And maybe that was more evident last year, but I I don't know. They they're they're gonna need some extra performances from somewhere. And and hey, Kyle Kuzma had a, did a couple of nice things. I don't mean to leave him out, uh, but you know, he had five points in twenty five minutes last night. Now two of those points were a beautiful spin move on the baseline, but Yes. Yeah, that was a nice move. <laughs> yeah. But I I thought to myself, man, style points on that play, but you were getting, your team was losing big time. So, uh, if I had told you before that game, Jake, that Donovan Mitchell would shoot four of sixteen, and that uh, Joe Ingles would uh, score one basket, and that George Niang would go two of eight, uh, and that uh, Jordan Clarkson would would uh, would not be particularly efficient. Well, you you might have guessed that game would have gone a little differently. I would not have. You? No, no, no. I would not have. Absolutely not. Because they've won games in too many different ways, and they have too many important players that have gone off at yeah. any time. They set records, uh, a franchise record for three-pointers made against Charlotte, the, the Charlotte Hornets. How many did their best three-point shooter make that night? I don't remember how many. Zero. Bogdanovich made zero. He went 0 for 4. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, but they've they've— Throughout this streak, they've won too many games in too many different ways with too many special performances from too many guys to go, if I would have told you that Donovan would have struggled, you would have thought they would have lost. No, not with this team. So here the Jazz are winning all these games by substantial margins. How how much does that loss to the Clippers when the Clippers were pretty much at full strength stick in your crawl a little? Not at all. The Clippers are really good. They lost to him by four. In a game where they didn't play their best? I mean, the Clippers will give them all sorts of challenges if they meet in the playoffs because the Clippers are unique and awesome. But, no, it doesn't stick. They've lost two games in the last 24. And they're crushing teams. And they're crushing I mean, teams. They are. I mean, this, is, this isn't this is Homer radio. This is us looking at this thing for what it is. And it's very real. I mean, this is bona fide. I, I don't, you know. Uh, one thing, though, know, the Jazz are setting such a high standard for themselves. Can they maintain it? I, I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's kind of fun to watch. I mean, kind I, of. I I don't know when we put the maintain it discussion to bed. Even, I mean, after twenty four games, and they have the yeah. best record in the league. They're up on. Uh, how did you? Uh, they're still the Lakers. They're up on the Lakers, freaking Lakers, by five in the loss column. Yeah. By five yeah, and so we get so, but that's my point because that is that maintainable because it's so it's so lofty. They just went through a stretch where they played the best teams in the league. They played yeah. eight games against the best teams in the league and went seven and one. Some of the teams were okay, yeah, but but they just beat them all. They beat the creme de la creme of the East. They beat the creme de la creme of the West. Now you're making me argue against myself. I'm uh, sorry. Or... I'm not trying. I just want to appreciate the man. Because in previous years, Gordon, there's always been that, oh, but look at the week schedule. Or, oh, mm. what well, this circumstance and that circumstance. Like, when are we – you look at 
you look at the second half of the schedule. I've got it right here in my hands. There isn't a stretch of games that even comes close to being as difficult as what they just played. Yeah. Like not even not even in the vicinity. And they're they're still the hottest team in the league with the best. I mean, I remember the the yeah butters at the beginning of February. You <laughs> saw it on Twitter all over the place. Yeah, but have you seen the February schedule? This is all going to end. Hello, fourth seed again. And they go seven to one. Seven to one. So at what point are we gonna say you know, well, you know, I can't keep this up forever. Granted, they're not going to go 24-2 and two over their next 26 games, okay? I got it. But at what point are we going to say, when is the magic going to be over? Yeah. Uh... I mean, because it's kind of just as bad as Nick Wright, and I, I know we'll talk about that, Bozo, where we're still <laughs> in the phase of, oh, it's the adorable little jazz, and when is reality going to sink in? <laughs> They've won 22 of 24, and they went 7-1 and one against the best teams in the league. Yeah. Without the best players, Jake. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Now look, I'm impressed. Consider me impressed. Beat LeBron 114-89. to LeBron didn't even play in the fourth quarter because they were getting beaten so badly. Yeah, but if he had played in the fourth quarter, Jake. <laughs> how, many, no, how many times has uh, that nobody, happened to LeBron in his uh, career ever? Uh, ever. There's no way the Lakers are going to win that game. Uh, they put up a good fight in the first quarter, like you were saying earlier, but uh, it, it all went away from there. When LeBron was playing with the 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 just dumpster fire Cavs that last year, all right, where it was LeBron, we were talking about, boy, can J.R. Smith contribute? Really, J.R. Smith? That team was LeBron and no one else. And how many times did he not play in the fourth quarter because he was getting beaten so badly? It never yeah, happens. That- I don't care who was hurt. Well, that game last night was reminiscent of the Lakers before they got AD. You know, that year before when it didn't go so well. When they were in first until LeBron hurt his groin? Were, were they in first? Yes. They, he hurt his groin on Christmas Day. He slipped on the court, and they were in first place. Well, they didn't end up in first place. And uh, maybe it was the year before. that. I don't know. I was thinking of one of those years when it wasn't particularly good, and I wondered how LeBron would handle that. But he had to watch the Jazz last night and be impressed. I don't know. Did he say anything in the post game? I, I yeah, didn't he talked a little bit about the Jazz. Talked about how well they were playing. Yeah, but I mean, you just can't argue it anymore. I mean, maybe you can nitpick about the, some of the things you were just joking about, but the Jazz are doing this to darn near everybody. Okay, so they lost the Clippers on the road, but uh, this is this is convincing. If you don't believe that this team is is I'm trying to find the right word because um, great you can't say yet because they have to prove it in the playoffs but just what's the word is elite the word what's the word elite's better than great aren't they isn't it uh, no great great speaks of championships uh-huh. in my opinion uh, but uh, it's it's just what does freaking speak of that's a substitute word for a word we can't say oh, on the okay. radio. So the freaking Lakers, that's below great <laughs> or above yeah. great? No, it would. Be, I think that would be below. And what what, what word do you describe a, a dunk that goes in sideways? Uh, marginal. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, don't blame me. Don't blame Seriously. me. No, don't blame me. Donovan has set the standard, man. 
It he went in. Just, it went in. But they went, come on. Whether it goes in sideways you know or, or well, regular, it counts you as mention, two points. No, Jake was mentioning it like it was some all-time great dunk. And Donovan, <laughs> I mean, uh, check back with me when Donovan really puts it down, you know, because I've seen him do it so many times that the sideway dunk doesn't really – I mean, it was fun. It was – the it was it was fun. You know what, Kevin? Kevin <laughs> fun, teased you fun, about this. Fun. <laughs> Kevin teased you about this years ago, <laughs> and I finally absolutely know what he was talking about. I really what? do. You are Eeyore. <laughs> I am from not. Winnie the Pooh. You are Eeyore. You know, a huge dunk, Sports Center top ten, but it went in sideways. Poo. <laughs> well, I'm Pooh not going to He didn't get the lift. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going to substantiate that by letting you know that my kids sometimes call me that. But uh, Do they really? Uh, That's really funny. They, they joke about it. That's but really funny. Anyway, uh, I'm not. Look, it was it was it was it was a really good dunk, but it wasn't one of Donovan's best. That's that's all I was saying. And, and again, I'm measuring this by the standard that he has set. And again, he that's set a what, high standard, Pooh Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the preliminary stuff was really cool because he made the nice move and the, the ball swinging back behind his head and then ready to throw that sucker down. But he just he, he mistimed his jump a little. Not much of a house, just right for not much of a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> not much of a dunk. Certainly not much for Donovan Mitchell. Did I get your tail back on properly, Eeyore? No matter. Most likely lose it again anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. All right. Would would Eeyore be a donkey? End of the road. Nothing to do. And no hope of things getting better. Sounds like Saturday night at my house. <laughs> now, no, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Jazz are playing great. And I say they're playing great. I'm just saying that Donovan's dunk went in sideways. That's all. I know they won 22-24, but no, they didn't get much no. lift on that dunk, so... <laughs> guys are easily impressed they're easily <laughs> abused anyway evan our, our listener fine i mean the people don't have to agree with me but he, the t- the tweet says why gordon hating just said lakers will be in first eventually has he not been watching this team they aren't great wtf and then hashtag um, hashtag hater and that f stands for what uh f- uh freaking okay yeah or something. Hashtag anyway, hater. okay, hater. first of all, blame me for the things I say, not for the things you think I said. Because I never said the Lakers would be in first eventually. I did not say that. Well, that's what I kind of heard. It, it is not. I don't tell <laughs> Austin? Sounds like something you could have said. It does sound like no, something you could definitely have said. not saying you did say it. But it could happen. No, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> you know, I'm not hating on the Jazz. They're playing really, really well. I'm not... I've been. I'm on the record with that. I've written about it. I've said it a thousand times. Uh, I just, you know, great. When I think of a great team, that we has know to be you a think of the Lakers in the eighties and no, Magic. And no, it has to be a champion. In order for them to be great, they have to win a title. But so, John and Carl weren't on great teams. 
Uh, that may be one of the few exceptions. That was that was a really 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 good team. But uh, but anyway, so I didn't say that. So don't say that I said that. Come on, guys. I said uh, I said all I said was the Jazz have to keep on performing in order to get where they want to be. And this is all sort of uh, preliminary stuff right now. Um, just to make a productive conversation out of this, uh, the Jazz now at twenty six and six are three and a half up on the Clippers. They are four and a half up on the Lakers, but five up in the loss column. They already hold the tiebreaker against the Clippers, so they might as well be four and a half up. The Jazz would have to take a significant step back in the second half of the season. And granted, you know, duplicating their current record is going to be difficult at 26-6. and six. But, I mean, Locke laid out the math for us yesterday on the show. He, he went over it again on the, on the postgame show. I mean, the Jazz would not only have to take a significant step back, but both those teams would have to take a significant step forward just to make up the ground to pass yes. the Jazz to get into first. So I don't think that you said that, Gordon, because actually, you know, if you look at it, it's not all that likely. <clears throat> I'm not saying impossible, mind you, or or even, I mean, it certainly could happen, but um, the Jazz would have to play worse and these other teams would have to play better. Yes, considerably. And health is always a factor in all this, but uh... – I'm I'm really really impressed with the way the Jazz are going about their business, and it's so fun to watch. That's the thing about it, and I'm sure it's it's disheartening for opponents to watch all those threes raining down on their noggins. You know, it's hard to keep up with. Well, and that's why the Lakers adjusted, and that didn't work out either. So <laughs> you know, this uh, it was uh, Kendrick Perkins, I think, who was on ESPN today talking about how the Jazz have everything. And he, there was a little hyperbole in there, of course, because there's there's no such thing as a perfect team. Let, yeah, let's let's play that, Austin, because I thought what Kendrick said was was pretty interesting. Uh, in fact, here you go. Is Utah the best team in the NBA right now? Hell yeah, they are, Greeny. They are something special, and they are serious, okay? And they could easily come out of the West. They are one team that are that is not lacking at anything. They have rim protection and, and Rudy Gobert and uh, Derek Favors. They have perimeter shooting and Joe Ingles, jo- uh, Jordan Clarkson, uh, uh, Bogdanovich, Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and they have wing defenders. O'Neal is one of the most underrated guys in the league for his guarding the wings, the wing position and the guard position, and they're well coached. This team at home unbeatable and look I would hate to play the Utah Jazz in the series and have to play a game seven in Utah this is not Stockton and Malone this is the new generation of the Utah Jazz and they are electrifying and they are very dangerous they got a little bit of everything Gordo and we've talked about this quite a bit that what makes the Jazz unique is that they are really good on both sides of the ball yeah Top five on both sides of the ball. And historically speaking, if you're top five on both sides of the ball, you are 100% a contender. Which is exactly why the Jazz can win different ways, like we talked about. By the way, Evan uh, tweeted, and he said it was a joke. Calm down. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I fell victim to that. Sorry. Thanks, thanks for listening. Not what he messaged me privately. Yeah, you should have heard what uh, Evan. You should have heard what Gordon was saying about you off the air. I mean, it was it was blue. Woo! My goodness, it was not. I hope your grand your grandkids weren't around because it was. I I apologize. (laughs) He called you freaking Evan. 
He did. I did not. Amongst other things. I did not. Amongst other things. You know I don't talk like that. Jeez, it was. I mean, I've heard you worked up before, but it was. Whew, not Boy, true. Hattie. Evan's a child of God, too, Gordon. Evan, I'll be sending you a gift certificate or something. You will not. You still owe Austin and I dinner. That's because you won't accept it. Lie to total lies. I agree, Austin. <laughs> that, that is hashtag fake news right there. I, I, no, it's not. I tried. I, I, I laid out a whole schedule for you guys. You did Quit, not. Nope. Can't do it that day. No, can't do it that night. Sorry. I love you. How want, you want to hang this history. over my head? No, you want hang this over my over head? Over a That's delicious, my... expensive dinner? I don't think well, so. Well, I was I, I was a little shaken when when Austin said he was going to order up the most expensive bottle of wine and then dump it in the tree next to the table. Hey, hey, what I do with my dinner is none of your business. <laughs> Actually, I have a question, and since we didn't make this rule, I'm, I'm assuming that anything goes. How much can I get to go? Oh, ho, ho, ho. just come with a cooler, an empty cooler? Right, like I'll have the surf and turf, but then I want everything else to go. Oh, like that's a classy move, bring a cooler into the restaurant. Yeah, that'll go I don't care well. what people think of me. You know what I? It, as long as your credit card doesn't bounce. There. This this might have been a, a low point in my existence, but uh, over the summer when my buddies and I were in high school and we didn't have any money, uh, we we uh, scraped enough out of the couch couch cushions for us all to go to the the uh, <laughs> the hometown buffet, which I don't know if that's still a thing. Is the hometown buffet still around? Uh, if it is, I don't know how. But yeah. So one of my buddies <laughs> got a trench coat. <laughs> And lined all the inside of the pockets with plastic baggies. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And so he's scooping on his plate and scooping into the pocket. A little, you know, hey, can you can you cut off some of that turkey there for me? All right, put one there in the pocket. We ate for like a week. This is it was amazing. Isn't that what Dan Aykroyd was doing in Trading Places when he went into that? I think that was buffet. a Christmas party. I don't know if that was something uh, an establishment okay. quite as classy as the hometown buffet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hometown buffet wasn't black tie per se, but uh, you know it wasn't far off. I, I've I've never heard of the place. Are you are you are you kidding? Yeah, I'm kidding. You've okay. never heard of right. Hometown Buffet? Apparently, it's not a thing anymore. Uh, it it probably closely resembles Chuckarama. That's probably its its cousin restaurant that you're probably familiar with. I got no problem with Chuckarama. I liked Hometown Buffet. Mm, okay. Chuckarama's going to bring your appetite. You're going to have to roll me out of there. So rank them. <laughs> Chuckarama, Hometown Buffet, Golden Corral. So Golden Corral, I've only been to once, and it's way more meaty, right? It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's way more meaty. Uh, they got a whole meat station. For a variety of personal reasons, Chuckarama's number one. Okay. Maybe Golden 2 and then Hometown 3. Although I did like Hometown. I don't mean to sound like I'm bagging on the Hometown. The Hometown Buffet in my hometown uh, hasn't been Hometown Buffet for about 12, 13 years. It's been a while. But there's something new there every five to seven months. A new, different, but they don't change the sign out front. It still says Hometown Buffet. Are they all buffet restaurants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just different, like just different ownership uh, for... There's been Mongolian. There's been Chinese. There's been oh, uh, Southern. There's been... Different types of food, too. Yeah. Well, wow. they, Yeah, exactly. Okay, so a question in that regard. 
if that's happening over and over again, is it the location or is it the way the restaurant is being run? I don't know, Gordon. I'm not in the restaurant business. You're the chef yeah. here. Yeah, I just I don't know because I've seen things like what Austin described, and I I, I just wonder, okay, is that place as bad, or or is, is I mean the location, or why are people not going? I I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. So uh, how are we doing there, Austin? We're good. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'd, well, actually, hold on. <clears throat> We're having some uh, technical difficulties and. Once again, Lloyd has done something to the system to <laughs> cause it to, to not function correctly. Oh, we're not going to be able to be on the air anymore. No, no. The problem is actually we can't get off the air. Uh, I was, <laughs> it's I was, the opposite I was problem. Kidding. I was doing the Eeyore thing. <clears throat> oh, I see. The problem is is that the computer system that runs our wonderful commercials from our great partners and sponsors <laughs> is not functioning. So that means that you and I get to tread stay water for a little while. <laughs> We're going to stay on the air for the rest of the afternoon. All right, back to, back to Kendrick Perkins. Let's, let's circle this thing okay. around to something uh, a, a little bit more productive. Um, you know, what I like about what Kendrick was saying is because that's if you watch the Jazz for you know, a week straight, you know, you watch four games over a week period of time, I think you a lot of folks will come to the same conclusion Kendrick Perkins did. Not necessarily, I mean, you got to like his enthusiasm. Are the Jazz the best team in the NBA? And he goes, what the hell, yeah. But even if you don't agree with that, you have to agree with his other assessment. I mean, they are a, a very complete team. There's not one thing you can point at and say that's a real fundamental flaw. Maybe their size, but we haven't seen that. We haven't seen that play out yet this season. But there's not – I mean, Gordon, you can't look at their defense. You can't look at their perimeter defense right now. You know, you can't look at shooting. You can't look uh, – they're doing everything. Can't uh, look at the bench. On, I can't look at the bench. They're doing everything on an elite level. And I think Perkins was right on the money with that. Isn't it interesting, though, that the Jazz are doing so many things concurrently well? And by the Jazz, I mean individual players. You know, it, it, that is that uh, is that a, a tip of the cap to Quinn Snyder and the way he's built this thing? Is why 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 is Jordan Clarkson playing the way he is right now? Why why is Donovan Mitchell suddenly able to see the entire court? Last night he was whipping the ball around like it was infield practice. Yeah, he he really passed the ball well last night on a night that uh, he wasn't shooting well. I think it's because they're a bunch of coachable dudes. I've always thought Donovan Mitchell is coachable, and I think you see that with every piece to his game that he adds. I mean, he just keeps getting better and better. You say the same thing about Rudy. How much has Joe Ingles improved since the first day? He landed yep. on this roster. You know, uh, Royce O'Neal, we heard Locke talk about it, not this week, but the last week, talking about how much he's improved, even from George last year to this year. Game. George didn't have a great game last night, but he's been playing so well. You know what's a uh, funny observation about George? He His game changes entirely when he's out there in garbage minutes with the, <laughs> with the <laughs> back of the bench. All yeah. of a sudden, Alpha Dog George comes out. <laughs> I've noticed. And that, now that yeah. Shaq Harrison is gone, somebody else in that lineup can shoot. So George got out there and he's like, Hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some shots up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, nobody could complain the other night when he couldn't miss. No, seven for seven is pretty good. But yeah. I mean he even George, I George had one of the best lines of the year in the postgame where he says we're trying to be stars in our role. George's role is very niche and very specific. And he could be offended by that and say, geez, why am I not the sixth man here? Or he could do the best he can with the role that he's given. And, 
you know, even on nights where he's not going seven for seven, he's up to his defensive game to the point where he can still have an impact on the game. And at very least is not a target by the other team where they're just going to run at him every possession. I, I think that uh, you talked about the defense. There is something contagious with that team on the defensive end. They are all trying to play hard. Not all the time. Now, we, we saw what happened against Charlotte early on. But when that team hunkers down, man, they everybody is scrambling to get after it in, in a way that is makes a difference. And, you know, we talk about Jordan Clarkson not being a great defender. There are times when he really looks aggressive defensively and looks effective. He uh, he got scored on by LeBron in the at least the one possession I really noticed that he guarded LeBron. Uh, but it was really good defense. LeBron hit like a fadeaway prayer that he makes look so easy, of course, and it just drops right in, you know, like everybody on the planet can do that. But, uh, you know, there there was some solid defensive effort. Uh, by Jordan when, Clarkson on that play. When we when last night when Royce O'Neal was trying to cover LeBron and and uh, and Clarkson and other, what I notice is how what a big man he is. Oh, he's huge. Well, yeah, I mean it really is. People say it's like Carl Malone out there. Only look at the way he moves. Yeah, it's that cliche, right? As big as Carl, but moves like John. It's amazing. I mean, human beings aren't supposed to be able to do that. Yeah. At that size. <laughs> it's true. So, I mean, he's been considered the best player in the world for quite some time now for a good reason. Because he really is that unusual. I liked how the Jazz, uh, if you listen to Frank Vogel before the game, he talked about how he liked his matchup between Marcus Gasol and Rudy because they would pick and, par- pick and pop with Gasol and pull Rudy out of the... Um, out of the paint, and how the Jazz ended up defending that was really interesting because they just had uh, Royce O'Neal run like hell to catch up with Mark Gasol and then switched Rudy onto LeBron, which Gasol had a couple of open looks at threes uh, at three in those scenarios, and he made at least one of them. But it it would actually was really effective because LeBron, you know, Royce Royce's did a really great job on LeBron last night, but what they're trying to avoid is a one-on-one post-like situation because, to your point, the size of LeBron, even Royce, is completely overmatched. And so they did some creative things to keep Rudy down in the paint to keep LeBron from doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever the Jazz did worked. And it was, was, I mean, it was just one of those games on a national TV situation where the Jazz just looked at the Lakers like, "You, you, we got you, man. You, there's nothing you can do. This is going to be a long night for you. And just absorb the pain. <laughs> absorb the pain. Just just, just be quiet. It'll be all over soon. Is that what you're getting at? I, mean, I have rarely ever felt, uh, if ever, felt sorry for the Lakers, but I kind of felt sorry for them a little bit don't, last night. They don't deserve your, your sorry, Gordon. And AD will be back, and so Schroeder. You know, Schroeder's a tough guy for the Jazz to guard. But anyway, uh, yeah, the Jazz is the best team in basketball, the best team in the world right now. Well, I think the Clippers are the better team than the Lakers on the last week observation. Now, not fair because I didn't see the Lakers with AD. I got it. But, man, the Clippers have a lot more talent top to bottom than the Lakers do. Yeah, you did did circle that right because – the, the I'm sorry. The Lakers have uh, invested in LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and uh, you know, they, they, there's not a lot of room for slippage 
uh, elsewhere. Uh, and the and the rest of the team can't. Uh, they have to have those guys in order to compete. I agree with you completely. That's not a team that's going to be plucky and gutty and, and get wins. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.